0: Welcome to the third episode of Looking Up Sheffield. Quite frankly, the weather has been dreadful, so what better way to while away these pre-seasonal, late autumnal days of a blast of Sheffield's newest podcast? A bit Christmasy now because uh, we're in the upstairs room of the Riverside Inn. Um, we've got a pint of Belgian Blue each. Um, there's a lovely Christmas tree and loads of blue ladies uh, liberally sprinkled around the upstairs room. We've both been thinking it's quite a nice place to have a, a 40th birthday do. 21st century? It's 20. It's the 20th century, isn't it? Hang on.
1: <laughs> no, it is, no, it is, isn't it? No, it, it is.
0: <laughs> In this episode, it would be amiss of us not to focus on the River Don. We take a look at the events of the last month and reclaim the narrative for this wonderful stretch of waterway by hearing from some of the people who are hoping to transform its fortunes in the late 21st century. We look at its history and its beauty. Joining me on this winding and meandering journey um, is the fantastic Nicola Allen, singer, chanteuse pal, liver of life and occasionally known to frequent the don of a lunchtime run.
2: You're too kind too kind.
0: And uh, Nicola will be explaining to us her own personal recollections of the don um, so the don um, we're down here by the uh, the river today and uh, it's uh, it's clearly been quite a tricky month for, for the river uh, wouldn't you agree Nicola? I would
2: definitely agree I've been involved in a lot of the uh ongoing flood comms for the city and it's been it's been a tough time but um it's it's really great to be involved in that stuff knowing that you're at the heart of it and and helping people to get through it all so yeah it's, it's been good and it's all calmed down now and it actually got me thinking about the river and the unpredictability and all that kind of stuff and really the river is like life because it's always flowing, it's always going. You can't stop it, but it's up and it's down, and sometimes it's overflowing, and sometimes you feel like your banks are going to burst, but then it all calms down again. Levels return, and uh, and things continue uh, as they should be, and, and it's all good again. And, um, yeah, I'm, I've been going through a bit of a reflective time, and I, and <laughs> I realised that the river was just... Like a mirror of my current place where I am. So,
0: <laughs> is, it, is it that's beautifully, beautifully put? Um, and that is in that one sentence paragraph justification for getting Nicola onto this podcast tonight. Um, we've, uh, we've moved into more Zen sort of territory straight away. Yeah. So, uh, so um, my so, hair's
2: definitely on that vibe today as well. It's wild and flowing in its natural state. <laughs>
0: Yes, it is. Podcast, perhaps not the best kind of our audience, but I can testify it for is. you tonight, it is. So we're drinking a pint of Belgian Blue um, and we're overlooking the River Don in a pub called The Riverside, which uh, is a fantastic, fantastic um, uh, place and um, you know, thanks to the guys for letting us in here tonight. Um, so we've been thinking about the river and uh, about the various things on the river that kind of inspire us, uh, and and mean a lot to us in Sheffield so we asked the oracle and a man who kind of if if you could describe a man as looking like a river then maybe that man is Simon Ogden who's um, former head of city centre regeneration in Sheffield um <laughs> Simon Simon you, you know is a man who you know looks like a kind of he's a, a Victorian kind of uh enigma really um, and we'll get him on a future edition of the podcast but he has offered and we're going to queue up the um uh, the music from top of the pops from the 1980s um Phil Linnett version I think uh, to just go through um, Simon's um top 10 of uh, of the river and I think we'll do these um one after another Nick so um do you want to start off with uh, Ian at number 10 oh
2: would that be wonkers crags it would okay well wonkers crags Towering over the don at Warncliffe side are these gritstone crags where it's said British rock climbing began. Sheffield is like the city for rock climbing, as we all know, so that's, that marries. Once easily accessed from the station at Deepcar, but now a bit eclipsed by the Derwent edges, the proposed upper Don trail will help, out. will help put them back on the map.
0: We never said that Simon <laughs> could string a coherent sentence together. In at nine, it's Bealey Woods. Um, a glorious walking and cycling route between Ooty Bridge and Allerton, past sparkling water and through beautiful woodland, hopefully to be extended both into town and out to deep car. At eight.
2: Ooh, it's the Niagara Weir. Although partly demolished after the 2007 flood, this remains one of the most spectacular weirs on the Don. Wing Gardens, double secret. Not Wing-
0: anymore. Wing Gardens only secret, you can say. <laughs> <laughs> Although maybe there are more secrets to be had in Wing Gardens. Maybe that's another future oh, I'm podcast. I'm sure
2: there's plenty. <laughs> if,
0: if we've got any Wing Gardens listeners tonight with the ability to play podcasts, then we do want to hear from you.
2: Yeah, leave a comment um, on the trail and we'd love to hear your secrets. <laughs>
0: And at number six It's Club Mill Road um, The first 200 yards of this road Now pedestrianised Must date from the water powered era And resemble a country lane Hopefully, the start of a more cycle and walk friendly route To Owlerton Via wards End cemetery Of which we'll hear more later And the lower slopes of Parkwood If the Upper Don Trust achieves its vision At five It's Fall Street
2: Bridge Probably one of the most popular places at the moment now Like nobody ever went on there And now it's getting trod on all the time Um, the view from the bridge upstream to Cornish works and downstream over the Kellan Weir to the museum captures the essence of Sheffield's industrial townscape and its reuse for urban living, pleasure and
0: work at four and it's one that we, uh, we've we uh, run over on many an occasion, Aww, the wonderful, ah, oh, the cobweb Bridge. Um, now the Raced co-
2: over, I think, actually.
0: It is a Strava segment, I it think, is. isn't it, for any runners listening there, you can uh, blitz over it in 20 seconds or less, but it is a reward for just walking over it, it's such a beautiful bit of architecture. Yeah, don't uh, forget to look up. Always look up. Looking
2: up Sheffield. Looking up
0: Sheffield, there's a reason behind <laughs> the name, after all. Um, so, the um, the Cobweb Bridge is one of the most ingenious structures on the five rivers walk. I think Simon probably designed it, which is why he's calling it that. Um, getting you from one bank to the other without touching either the riverbed or the listed viaduct, it really is quite something and, and as you're um, walking across that back into town and the view of the city as it emerges, you know, as the dawn glistening behind you and you're just thinking what possibilities this city has to offer. So, that Cobweb Bridge at number four. And at number three, it's Salmon Pastures, Nick.
2: Salmon Pastures in the heart of the still-industrial East End. This surprisingly tranquil part of the river has been restored from total devastation to an almost rural appearance, and in the next two years I'll well live up to its original name again.
0: At two, it's Sanderson's Weir. Despite the proximity of railways, scrapyards and body shops, this is one of the most beautiful weirs, dating back to the days of the Tudors there's the first section of the five weirs walk to be completed i think there's actually a bit of um, of phlegm graffiti isn't there just on the uh, opposite side by sanderson's weir you'll sometimes see kayakers struggling with the graffiti and the don as they as they masterfully go down that weir i mean it is truly a thing of wonder and in at number one nicola number one we've got two left oh there's two left have we done the wrong countdown? <laughs> and in a, an amazing turn of fate, we've got two... We've num- got two A. We've got two number one. So if we can ask people <laughs> to decide with a voting thing that we'll put on Instagram later, the choices of number one are...
2: The Holmes Goit, I've said it correctly. The narrow canal off the river just below Jordan Weir unexpectedly takes you into a pre-industrial world of small holdings and water meadows. A glimpse of what the valley was like before heavy
0: industry. And at number one, joint number one, it's Chantry Bridge in... Rotherham. Rotherham. <laughs> oh, for goodness sake.
2: That's why we had two left.
0: There are two left because the one of them was <laughs> Yeah, alright, so it's true that the Don isn't Sheffields alone, it's Doncaster's and it's uh, it's Rotherham's as well, so I guess Simon's come up with a top ten for, or top eleven as it turns out, for um, the whole stretch of the river, but we're about Sheffield, so I'm sorry Chantry Bridge, we don't want to hear about your last Chantry Chapel you know, and the fact that Rotherham has a worshipping order on a dainty single lane bridge, probably not unlike the first Stone Ladies Bridge. We don't want to hear about that yeah, because that's somebody else's podcast. It is. Looking at Rotherham, that's great. It's a great idea. If someone's listened to this and wants to do something Eddie like that. Eddie might do it. Eddie might do it. Aww. Eddie's often uh, looking at Rotherham. But um, that's our list of, uh, of top ten. So uh, thank you very much for reading that out tonight. And I hope that the music has continued all the way because it's going to have to be on an enormously long loop. So, uh, So thank you for staying with us, dear listener. So tonight's podcast um, is all about the River Don. And uh, we all know the special place that River Don holds in our hearts. But not many people know about... Ward's End Cemetery that's changing though fast and we've got Howard Bailey from the friends of Ward's End Cemetery with us tonight for um, tonight's podcast so Howard welcome thank you uh, it's great to see you here alongside the River Don so we're in a special place you know a little bit upstream from Ward's End but perhaps just tell us um, and tell people outside Sheffield what is
1: Ward's End Cemetery and why why do we care so much about it? Um, well, I think the thing is a lot of people haven't cared about it, that's the point, um, and until probably fairly recently. Um, Warden is an old Victorian cemetery that was opened in 1857. It was attached to St Philip's Church, which was knocked down in, I think, about the 1960s after being bomb damaged. Um, it's sort of quite isolated. It's at the back of Olderton Stadium and um, what used to be Bassett's, right on the banks of the River Don. Um, it 's been neglected for years and years, and it became a bit of a no go area to be honest um, completely overgrown. I think there used to be all sorts of antisocial behaviour going on down there. Um, people didn 't really feel safe and um, And yet, there were a couple of fellows who were part of I think the old Hillsborough Trust who used to do tours and I think you know there's masses of research on the place. They've tried to um, get one or two people involved to to tidy it up, but it it has to be sustained, that, you know, you you can't just have a a clean-up and then it's, you know, six months later it's just back where it was. Um, It's a place that's absolutely full of history. There's nearly 30,000 people buried there. There's a lot of people from the Hilthra Barracks, which, of course, is nearby. There are um, victims from the Great Sheffield Flood of 1864... The story of a, a riot that took place there after suspected grey robbing, um, and we do tours about all those things now. Um, we've opened the area up, we've uh, um, taken some of the trees out, which which stopped people feeling safe when they went up there, so we've opened those lines of sight and we've got connections now with the river. It's a, a very special place indeed. And... A lot of um, this podcast we've talked about is about resolutions
0: for the year 2020. Um, I think Ward's End, it's standing at kind of like a crossroads in its its future. Um, Perhaps you could tell us about why you see Ward's End's fortunes as being on the up next year. Yeah,
1: I I, I don't think there's ever been a better time for Ward's End, to be honest, than there is now. Um, We've got the Parkwood Springs Country Park in the city. There's been a consultation for that, which finished... I think it was last Christmas um, and that over the next few years will be developed um, there is, there's already been some money available for that but that's going to be developed as a country park it's part of this, um, this scheme where extreme destinations I think they're called are coming in um, to take over the ski slope and improve the ski slope there'll be a luge there will be um, chalets that people are going to stop in so there's the re- residential things all that's happening And at the same time, we're improving Wards End Cemetery. So we're going to sort of latch on to some of those improvements. Um, I'm also involved with the Upper Don Trail, and and that runs along Club Mill Road. It's a trail that goes from uh, Ladies Bridge in the centre of Sheffield, Old Sheffield, right out to Stocksbridge in the Trans Pennine Trail, and Club Mill Road, which is where Wards End Cemetery is. is, is on that route. So with the, with the park and the trail together, if we can get both of those up and running in the next few years, uh, nobody will to miss Ward's End ever again.
0: Um, it, it's amazing. Um, I read a, a, a book recently about London cemeteries. And of course, you know, there's Highgate, there's Brompton Cemetery, there's even Nunhead, where you get kind of a lot of, uh, a, a lot of interest, a lot of public interest Ward's End has that potential, doesn't it? You know, and if you just look at the potted history of people that are, that are buried there, yes, um, you know, from individual, interesting, funny stories almost about Sheffielders yep. to to mass issues
1: in the, in the city's history. Yes, it, yeah. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Um, I think one thing that's quite interesting about Ward's End is that is that it it did sort of serve a, a fairly poor parish, so. Unlike the General Cemetery, it doesn't have the big monuments and memorials to the big industrialists, but what it does have is the people who made Sheffield. And For instance, a good example of that is somebody called um, William Bamforth, who um, actually made the Norfolk Knife. He was a cutter who made the Norfolk Knife, which is on display in Cutlers Hall. Now, it's always known as the Joseph Rogers uh, Norfolk Knife, but the man who made it is buried at Wardsend Cemetery. And it's those sort of um, untold stories which I think are absolutely fascinating. We are currently wa- working with um, four students, master students from the university, and they're all doing a, a bits of research because it's it's untapped, really. You know, it's it's, it's stuff that people don't know. Um, I was talking to a, a student yesterday who she's she's wanted to do a project on somebody called Charles Bagshaw, and Charles Bagshaw was the president of the forerunner of the modern TUC. He's, he's buried in an unmarked grave on our hillside overlooking the River Don. You know, nobody knows about him. He was so important and, and, and just one of countless stories of people who have made Sheffield.
0: And we've got, um, or in recent times, people have been down there with a particular war hero um, getting into their ghostbuster suits and uh, and giving a, a proper kind of like spray
1: clean to That's right um, yes. tell me about what 's happened there okay, well, George Lambert um, is our v c our forgotten v c who 's uh, buried at Wards End cemetery. He got his v c for three separate acts of bravery in the Indian rebellion um, he uh, was when he returned home he, I don't think he ever actually got, got a water I don't think he received the VC. he knew about it but he died before he actually received it um, and he died on the parade ground at Hillsborough Barracks he had a burst blood vessel and he's buried there he's under quite a large tree now which is, uh, which is like so many of the graves are, are surrounded by trees now um, but he was forgotten about, and a lot of people in the past have, have been upset about that that somebody who who won the highest award for bravery um, has been neglected and treated so badly well it 's two hundred years since he was born this december, so we 'd already thought we need to do something about it. Um, somebody from the one of the um, from the territorial army had uh, contacted me and said i'd like to do something and i said yes we want to do something and the victoria cross at the trust at the same time said can we come and clean george's grave for you and so there we are all those things are coming together we have a little event for him on the 14th of december
0: and you, you imagine that those people that have long been forgotten in uh, in sheffield's forgotten cemetery are probably lo- looking down and thinking this is our moment in the sun this is uh, this is a future for Ward's End. I
1: think so. Yes, I d- definitely. Um, and and George is, is is sort of typical of what we're doing. Really, he's he is helping us to shine a light on the place. Um, he's uh, and we're going to make sure that that, that he gets his moment because um, we're having an event on the fourteenth of December, and then we're going to have a fundraiser for a memorial garden, which will uh, be partly for George partly for the soldiers from the First and Second World War who were buried at Ward's End, and also partly for the victims of the Great Sheffield Flood who were buried again at Ward's End Cemetery.
0: So you're new to Sheffield and um, you um, you invite somebody down to Ward's End Cemetery. Tell me about what a tour of Ward's End Cemetery could look like for somebody that's never done it.
1: Uh, well, we have a, a, a number of different tours that we do, because we have a general tour which covers... Um, the, the history of the cemetery and some of the notable figures there but um, you know we don't want people to feel that they've, once they've done the tour that's it so we, we have other tours, themed tours that we do and uh, we have a flood tour about the Great Sheffield Flood because not only have we got people who um, died in the flood, we've also got people who survived the flood and some of their stories and their escapes and their rescues are absolutely fascinating so there's that side of it um, we have a tour to do with the riot with the suspected grave robin that took place. Um, People had heard that um, the sexton, Isaac Howard, was digging up bodies and and a crowd assembled and I think if they'd managed to find Isaac Howard they'd have probably, well I don't want to think what would happen (laughs) to him to to be honest. Um, But he was found guilty and the the vicar was implicated as well. Vicar actually later received a full pardon. Uh, he basically put a bit too much trust in the sexton um, and had signed something off that he shouldn't have signed. Um, but uh, that story you can find on our website on the, it's the Ward's End WordPress website. You can find that on there. Um, so th- you know we do a lots of different themed tours. We did one about the Shepherd Outrages this year for Sheffield the Heritage Open Days. But it's not only the history tours that we do because it's a real herit- uh, real haven for wildlife. Because we've got the river, the woodland, and we've got heathland above the railway line. Um, I should have said we're, we're probably—I don't know if the only one now or whether it's one of two. Um, that's a bit disputed. But um, cemeteries with a railway line running through them. But yes, we've got re- we've got river, woodland, and heathland. So it's an absolute haven for, for wildlife. It's lovely because you can be you can be sat. In the cemetery, listening to the birds singing, looking down at people fishing in the river for, for trout, and what, hopefully one day salmon, because salmon are returning to the River Don. So it's been a, an interesting month for the River Don.
0: Um, it, the river levels have been very high. There's been yeah. uh, you know terrible situations for people further down the river. But tonight's podcast is about celebrating the River Don. Yes. What is it about the River Don and about Ward's End, perhaps, that...
1: Uh, that makes you keep on coming back to it? Uh, well, I, I think we, we're all drawn to water anyway. I think most of us find ourselves drawn to whether whether we're going to the seaside or whether we're going to the lakes or whether we're going to rivers or whatever, I think we're drawn to it. Um, and I think it's it, it very much part of Chef, uh, Ward's End's charm. I think there's also that, that element of knowing that um, a lot of the burials went across... The bridge over the River Don, and the River Don is sort of quite a sort of mythical, mystical river anyway. Um, and uh, there's this idea of, of crossing the River Styx, I think, as people went from from one side to the to the afterlife in the uh, into the cemetery.
0: That's a, a lovely way of looking at it. So, what does what does Ward's End need now in order to fulfil its p- potential? Do you
1: think? Um, we we need the council to get behind it. To be honest, because at the moment, um, all the improvements that we've done very, have mainly been done with other partners. We've had a little bit of help from the council early on. Um, we now just starting this year. We have a monthly volunteer session, which is run by the rangers, and we're very grateful for that. But all the the um, the trimming of the grass and things like that, I do that, <laughs> you know. And um, it sort of galls me a little bit that I'm that I'm watching people riding around on on um, sit on mowers and tractors in the park close to where I live. And, and later on that evening, I'll be down at Ward's End trimming. Um, I, th- I think you know if if we could get the council to do some of that stuff. Then it would free us up to do some more interesting stuff because there are so many areas that we want to open up. We don't want to spoil the character of the place. It's a fascinating, beautiful woodland cemetery, but there are areas that we want to open up for tours. You know, like the flood graves, like the areas where, where we've got stories to do with the outrages, the the the, um, the graves where you know children were <laughs> were actually dug up by the sexton and reburied somewhere else. Um, it's, it's a fascinating place, and we just need a little bit more help, really. Um, so, yeah, a bit a bit more council support wouldn't go amiss.
0: It's been a fantastic um, opportunity to listen to you, Howard, and uh, I wish you every success in 2020 with um, Wards and Cemetery. Is there any message for the people
1: of, uh, that are listening to this podcast? Um, Well, I think one of the things I'd really like to... to, Something I forgot to say, really, was the fact that that every year for the last three years, we have had um, an anniversary event down there. On the site of the old chapel, which was demolished in the 60s, we we have a marquee and a brass band and lots of different stalls of history groups, environment groups, art stuff. So we're creating a place for heritage, nature, art and performance, and also for remembrance of those soldiers that are buried there. uh, It's a special and wonderful place, and we want everybody to come and visit it. And um, well, that's it, really. Howard, thank you very much. Okay, thank you very much.
0: And uh, it's been a a joy to do so far, but none more so than this episode, because I've got my excellent friend, Nicola Allen, um, as my co-host for tonight. Um, So. Um, we'd like to say thank you to the 200 people that have uh, listened to um, Looking Up Sheffield so far. I and never expected that.
2: And the 200 more that are going to listen to this one.
0: Well, we're going to get all of the kind of like the zen kind of the <laughs> kind of more sort of headspace orientated crowd. <laughs> more of the kind of the voyage of Discovery crowd. or Less of me kind of like bleating on about history. You know, we want to take it in new directions, this podcast. And that's probably one of my... Um, Resolutions for 2020. I mean, it's going to be an excellent year, I think.
2: Yeah, I think it is definitely. It's it's primed to be a good year.
0: Well, I mean, I mean, we're we're both kind of you know fairly faintly spiritual people, I think, and you know, there's a bit of numerology around the year 2020. Um, I think um, I think it'll be good.
2: It will. I'm born on the decade, so every decade is always brilliant because you get to have a massive endless celebration
0: and, <laughs> um, and I think it's it, 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 you'll be fine about announcing to complete random strangers in the podcast universe that next year's a significant oh, birthday well, for it's you it's always
2: a significant one on the decade um, yeah, yeah it's, it's the big 4-0 hence all the reflection and zen thoughts of what the hell am I doing which river am I flowing down Um <laughs> <laughs>
0: you got like a choice in Sheffield there's five of them isn't <laughs> absolutely. there absolutely like,
2: that's the problem there's too many directions to go in and, and not enough knowing which one to choose so but I've got some things bubbling away for next year so doing a bit of music therapy study and uh, hoping to do some voiceover stuff so we'll see how this sounds and uh, whether we can get Get the some sort of feedback on whether we've, I've got a decent enough voice to uh, pull it off.
0: Well, absolutely. Well, uh, on episode two, we had Adam, the barista from uh, Carbrook Hall. He was also interested in being a, a voice coach, and I went back in to get a latte fairly recently, and he's left.
1: Oh. He's already left,
0: and you can only assume that he did the podcast and he's been snapped up by an agent That's it then. just like that either that or it's a savage reflection on seasonal temporary work mm. but either way you know I'd like to claim that as a little victory for looking up Sheffield that it's led Adam in a lovely new direction and yeah. uh, and and you know here we are with our Bradfield blues or oh, Bradfield blues even just before um uh, Christmas and uh, you know feeling full of full of possibility despite the you know, crazy times that we've just emerged from in terms of the river and in terms of the political situation going on.
1: Oh yes,
0: but we're not. That's not that podcast. You know, there's other podcasts. There's Brexit Cast. There's other places there you is. might want to go for those. Looking up Sheffield has always been about you know trying to accentuate the positive.
2: We have enough of that in the day job. It's so uh, we'll keep it out of this one.
0: Yeah, <laughs> indeed. So, we're, uh, any thoughts about where you're going to celebrate your 40th? Nick, because this is a good this is place, a great little
2: room, yeah, yeah, in, in the riverside. Here it's it's beautiful, but I keep there's so many places amazing places in Sheffield. I keep stumbling in places and going, Oh, I need to have it here and I need to have it here. I've been to do it at Noosa recently on Kelham, which was great, and Tampa's always lovely. And yeah, there's just too many, so maybe I'll have 10 different do's and invite different people to each one
0: exactly <laughs> with, with all of the many aspects of your life then there's no reason why you can't do that no. and i would like to raise a toast for you for 2020
2: thank you you can come to all of them if you want
0: excellent excellent <laughs> i will do so that's it for looking up sheffield for 2019 it's been a joy to bring you a few Cast from Carbrook Hall, from the uh, Two Rivers Cafe Bar and now from the Riverside via Ward's End Cemetery I'd like to say thank you to Nicola Allen I'd like to say thanks to Kieran Flanagan, the man behind the scenes to Alan Dalton and his music and to Howard Bailey of course from Ward's End Cemetery Have a great New Year and Christmas Merry New Year as somebody would have it and we'll see you in 2020 Looking Up Sheffield